suddenly I got to that point in the road where every true Christian gets to. You pray the most dangerous prayer that I say a Christian can ever utter, and that is, Lord, I acknowledge everything you've done for me. What can I possibly do for you? This is First Person. Welcome to this week's program with our guest, George Del Canto of Kingdom Racing Motorsports. I'm Wayne Shepard. Happy that you've joined us for the conversation. You'll meet a man today who had reached rock bottom before he had a powerful encounter with God, which changed his life. First Person is here each week at this time, telling the story of people whose lives have been transformed by God. And you can read more about the program and our guests when you visit us at firstpersoninterview.com. At the website, you'll find more information about each week's guest, including links to follow. Plus, you can leave comments and interact with other listeners at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Once again, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. George Del Canto was a man who thought money was the answer to everything. In the process, he alienated his family and lost his business, and then something dramatic happened in his life. Recently, George joined me from the studios of Second Baptist Church in Houston. Well, George, the smell of burnt rubber is in the air. That means the uh, Indy 500 can't be far off. How are things looking for Kingdom Racing this year? Well, wonderful, Wayne. Uh, As you know, we have two cars entered in this year's Indy 500 uh, starting off with uh, last year's Rookie of the Year, Simon Pagano in the number 77 HP Honda machine. And uh, we also have our hard-charging rookie, Tristan Vautier, in the number 55 car. And uh, we're looking for a great uh, result uh, this this poll weekend. Yeah, uh, we have to admit that we are recording before we know the results. So uh, we, we won't try to predict what's going to happen here at the Indy 500. But this is an exciting time of year for you, isn't it? Yes, absolutely, Wayne. Uh, You know, just to mention something is that we are victorious at every race we come to. And regardless of the results or what the time charts say, we're victorious because we raise God's name and we give all the glory to Jesus Christ. Amen to that. Well, what is the mission of Kingdom Racing? This is pretty unique, isn't it? Yes. Well, as far as we know, we are the first and only faith vision race team and that our vision and our purpose is to deliver God's word through this medium, and that is motorsports, and specifically the IndyCar series. Well, George, you are the founder and co-owner of Kingdom Racing, but I, I before we talk more about the racing part, I want to hear your personal testimony of how you came to Christ and how it's changed your life. Yes, um, thank you, Wayne. Now, a dozen years ago, I was living in London. I had um, had an international finance career that reached a very high level, and uh, I was uh, thought I was going to be a king of the world. It was all about me. Uh, it, uh, I was, uh, at the same time, uh, really disappointed in myself. In fact, I, I hated myself in many ways, and that um, here I was, uh, you know, morally, spiritually— uh, corrupt and bankrupt. Uh, my relationship with my wife and my family was distant, and uh, yet I thought that that was what uh, it cost in order to really achieve, you know, the worldly prizes. And um, about that time, my wife, uh, Mary Chu, uh, came to the Lord and started to surround me with Christian, uh, Christian friends and uh, taking me to Christian churches. 
And that was something that, you know, I thought was fine. I agreed to it because, well, I, I thought actually that this was more of a woman's thing. And, uh, you know, if I could just insure myself with a little bit of extra luck from the whatever gods there were out there, all the better. Uh, but uh, she persisted. Uh, she surrounded me with um, Christian friends uh, from the business world. And in fact, I started listening to Dr. Ed Young over the Internet in the Is summer. Right? Yeah, in the summer of 2000 in London, when a good friend of mine started, uh, uh, you know, would invite me over to his house on Sundays and we would listen to his winning walk live. Uh, so, um, well, we should mention that you're sitting in Dr. Young's studio today here in, in in Houston, Texas, of all places. God has a sense now. of God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah, he? that that's amazing. So you're listening to Dr. Young, and uh, I guess you're the poster boy for God gives second chances, huh? Oh, amen to that. Well, what happened is that. You know, while the money was good, I just continued on with – I would have continued on in that uh, sort of a uh, uh, situation. But the uh, the company suddenly in September of 2000 encountered some uh, financial difficulties and, and actually went bankrupt. And along with it went uh, my, my money plus there was financial scandal uh, involved with this, this company. It was Enron actually. Yeah, and sure. uh, the um, that you know just left me high and dry in London. In fact, I was roadkill as far as any of my profession was concerned. Wow, you were right at rock bottom. Huh? Rock bottom, and you know what? That's where Jesus Christ meets you. Hmm. Uh, when you're empty of yourself, only then can He start to restore you. And uh, one day in my study in in my house in London, I just uh, you know I, I was brought up in Chicago. I, I was, uh, you know, I'm considered a, a tough guy. I said, I was always saying, go ahead, give me your best shot. But <laughs> Wayne, I got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. There was just too mm-hmm. much. And I knelt down in my study and, and I just said, Lord, help me. I, I give my life to you as just broken and as nothing as it is. I give it to you, Lord, but uh, please, please help me. And uh, I accepted Jesus Christ right there. Wow. And at that time, what happened was that immediately, Wayne, a bubble of calm surrounded me. That fast? It just it, almost immediately, almost immediately. The next day, I went back into the, the office. Everyone else, there was, you know, wringing of hands, gnashing of teeth uh, going on. Everyone was very worried. I started just taking my... Uh, one year, read through the Bible book. I would sit at my trading desk and just start reading scripture, and uh, just fed on the word. And uh, miraculous things happened. Uh, the company found some funds and moved me and my family back to the United States, anywhere where we would decide to go. And uh, at that time, we were praying, and as an answer to our prayers, the word Houston came up. We came and we uh, had a three-day visit here in Houston. We we picked a house, drove out of the place. I told the realtor, this is the house. It is, uh, we're going to put a bid on it. We drove for more, not more than two minutes and we stopped and I looked out the realtor's car's window and uh, there was a sign that says, welcome to Second Baptist, Dr. Ed Young, <laughs> pastor. 
<laughs> and we are one mile as the bird flies from the West Campus of Second Baptist. <laughs> oh, that that's an amazing story. Well, how did your wife take it in when, when you came to Christ so dramatically? Well, no, she it was an answer to her prayers. She knew I really was out there, <laughs> and uh, she was forgiving. Believe me, she was forgiving and loving, and that's where I noticed the first— I realized that there might be something to this, you know, being newborn when I realized my wife had changed right mm-hmm. before my eyes over a period of you know, a year, a year and a half. That's what Scripture teaches, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And she had the patience, and God bless her for it. So you find yourself in Houston, and you find yourself right on the doorstep of Second Baptist Church, where uh, you had been listening to Dr. Young. So I, what you, you actually what joined the church, got baptized, and did the whole nine yards? That's right. Well, we uh, we joined the church in uh, in right there in January of 2002. My entire family was baptized in August of 2002. And then uh, I was just actively feeding on the Word. I was just a baby Christian and uh, joined a Bible study, went to men's groups, and just day by day just grew spiritually stronger. And day by day, God blessed me. God continued to mm-hmm. raise me up and protect me from new business ventures and putting me into situations where he could use me. And yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you about your career at this point. Uh, you'd, you'd reach rock bottom. Uh, when did things begin to turn around, or did they turn around for you? Well, things, they did, they did turn around. Um, leaving London was where God really took me away from captivity. And, but then I spent a couple of years here in Houston, really kind of wandering in the desert, if you will. And uh, it was only in 2003 where I entered the promised land and uh, started up just with a little home office business, a one-man band, very humble, and I knew that the business was hanging by a string, but that string was a silver string from heaven, and mm-hmm. that God held on to the end of that. And uh, that was that was 2003 to 2005, where I realized that God was blessing me and my family, everything he had done. Here we were relocated in Houston. We had enough provision. My kids were going to school. My wife was happy. We were feeding on the word. And suddenly I got to that point in the road where every true Christian gets to. And that is the point in the road where you realize how much God has blessed you. And you say, you pray the most dangerous prayer that I say a Christian can ever utter. And that is, Lord, I acknowledge everything you've done for me. What? can I possibly do for you? And coming up, we'll find out what the Lord had in mind for our guest today, George Del Canto of Kingdom Racing. Next time on First Person, a personal perspective on Memorial Day. A lot of people won't talk about their experiences during the war, and maybe it's a distant memory for them, but to be able to say thank you and be able to explain my family's story to them and they realize it's from someone in some place real, that means a lot. A family's personal World War II story. Yvonne Carlson joins us next time on First Person.
My guest on First Person today is George Del Canto, who is the founder of Kingdom Racing. And this is a very busy time for George. We've got the Indy 500 around the corner. Actually, you've been in Indy now for a few days, George, and we're pre-recording this ahead of time. But I can only imagine how busy these days are for you. Uh, when we left your story, you were in Houston, Texas, and had started up that small business. Pick up the story and then get us into how God led you to start Kingdom Racing. Yes, uh, thank you, Wayne. Well, in 2005, I had been attending a men's breakfast group for about a year, a Christian group, about four guys. We'd meet every Wednesday, and we were reading a book actually by Bill Perkins, uh, Awaken the Leader Within. And in that book, in the second chapter, Bill challenges every Christian uh, to have a knock-your-socks-off vision for God. And this is a vision that is supposed to be just unattainable unless only God supernaturally provides it. So this little group of men, we challenged each other and we said, let's uh, by next week, let's come back with our knock your socks off vision. And uh, I went home that night, my that that morning, the, my wife immediately said, well, what did you guys talk about? I told her about this challenge. She said, uh, George, well, what are you going to tell them? And I said, I have no idea. Uh, at that point in time, Wayne, I was just just a nobody, and I still am. But I was just there, a um, little one-man home office, uh, barely uh, getting by, uh, providing for the family. And um, so my wife had this novel suggestion. She said, well, George, why don't you pray about it? <laughs> <laughs> and so I prayed about it the first couple of nights and I was praying earnestly and nothing came and then by night three I forgot about it and uh, so the night before the next breakfast meeting my wife asked me so what are you going to tell the guys tomorrow and I said to her immediately I'm going to build an IndyCar team to deliver God's word through motorsports well where did that come from had you been in racing up to that point I have no idea where that. Those were not my words. Those words came just from somewhere else. Someone, the Holy Spirit put them into my mouth, and my wife immediately said, George, you'd be perfect for that. <laughs> what we haven't talked about, when I was a little boy growing up in Chicago, my father took me for 10 years in a row to the Indianapolis 500. And okay, as a 12, there was the yes, yeah. sir. And when I was you know, a 12-year-old boy walking down Pitt Lane, that was it. I was hooked for life. So I've always had that, you know, that racing bug. I loved it. However, I grew up, I thought it was just little kid dreams, and I went on with my financial career. So my wife said, tell these guys that, that's, that you'd be perfect for it. I told them, you know, oh, it, was, it was cool to say that at, at this breakfast meeting. But, um, I bet, yeah. But, that'll, that'll get the guy's engines right. revved up, won't it? <laughs> but, but, you know, then uh, what happened is that I got home and I had a burden on my heart. This was not just some quirky idea. Uh, it, it burdened me so much that I called up Wallace Henley, who's a senior pastor here at Second Baptist, and I said, uh, Wallace – how do you know when you have a vision from God? And Wallace said, come over to my office right away. <laughs> so I went to his office. He said, George, there's five things. Number one, it's not about you. It's not about winning the lottery or becoming famous. It's, it's all about the kingdom. Number two, you don't have anywhere near the resources to do this alone. Number three, doors will open easily. Number four, 
This is a desire that God has placed deep in your heart. And number five, your godly wife approves. Mm. And I said, Wallace, well, I know this is, you know, it's, it is about the kingdom. And I know that there's no way that I could possibly come up with the resources to pull it off. I have no idea about the doors opening, but I do know that this is a desire that's deep in my heart. And my wife, godly wife, has approved. What should I do next, Wallace? And he said, go, go, therefore. <laughs> and he sent me out the door on this mission. Well, it's a, it's a big leap from being a 12-year-old fan to being someone who founds a racing team. I mean, that's, that's quite a jump. Well, it's crazy. It's crazy from a man's you know, own sight. And, uh, well, what I did was I called up the Indianapolis Racing League, and I said I was interested in ownership and wanted to find out about um, what it takes to run an IndyCar team. And surprisingly, they invited me to Indianapolis. I was a random person that, in fact, contacted them over the Internet. And and a senior executive answered, of all things. Hmm. Uh, Wow. And that senior executive, uh, his name is John Stewart, he said that there was something about the way the words were crafted, that it was, you know, calling from Houston that attracted him to it. And John Stewart is a believer. I flew up to Indianapolis. I'm stopped in a taxi cab in front of the, uh, the IndyCar race league offices across the street from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I'm sweating bullets. I'm thinking, this is crazy. What am I doing here? And I prayed. I prayed. I said, Lord, look, if this is just a insane George idea, let me just go in there and get it over with quick and painless. And I'll never mention this to anyone ever again. However, if it is from you, Lord, send me a sign. And I went into that meeting. And the first person I did meet was John Stewart. He introduced me to the chaplain of the IndyCar ministry, where I mentioned to that chaplain, I said, oh, I know, you know, I go to church at Second Baptist Houston. Uh, Dr. Ed Young's my pastor. And at that point, John Stewart looked at me and said, George, I produced Cliff Young's first record. <laughs> and then John went on further to say, God, George, God will greatly bless a Christian team in the IndyCar League. And I had not uttered a word about what my vision or the dream that had come upon me. That was the last thing I was going to tell these people in this meeting. And here, he he found me out without me uttering a word. God had them in the right place at the right time. Um, George, I want to spend a couple minutes that we have left to us. I want to talk about it goes beyond racing for you, doesn't it? This is this is about ministry. This is about outreach, and I want, I want you to talk about that. Yes, well, absolutely. It, Kingdom Racing is an outreach program. What we use is the racing world uh, is our field to sow God's word. What we provide to race fans that arrive at racetracks throughout the country is we give them what they're looking for. We give them the stars and the cars. And that gives us the opportunity to, when they we have their attention to really tell them what our mission is and to witness to them about Jesus Christ. And what, that is the real purpose that we are there. It is to really— And it's working? Absolutely. 
Wayne, we have the ability where we meet people on a one-on-one basis. They come to us asking about the team, wanting to know about the cars. We turn the question and they're what they they're seeking into a question about the Lord, about God, where their standing is. We we tell them. We tell them what we're doing there and and what God has done in our lives and we use that opportunity to have them and challenge them to think about the Lord and point them towards the Bible. So is your team made up of believers or how do you go about putting the team together? Well, here's the thing is that we are not, you know, exclusive. We are there to have if someone is a uh, an excellent gearbox person, we're going to get the best gearbox person that God brings us. Mm-hmm. And we use that as an opportunity to witness to people in the team or outside of the team. Uh, we're not going to be judging someone. Now, that person knows the house into which he's going into is built on God's yeah, you word. Don't, you don't keep it a secret. The whole, you? absolutely not. So they know that the commandments are what really guide us. And um, if they can live in that house, all good. Now, if they say no, you know, I'm not. I'm not willing to to give up this or that to work for this race team. Then that's fine as well. But we are upfront about who we are. Well, it sounds like it's working, and it's very unique, and that's why I want our listeners to hear about it right from your own mouth, George. It's a it's an amazing story. Just one final word, very briefly. We have just a minute left, but understand that dear wife of yours passed away from cancer a few years ago. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Mary Chu is in heaven. Uh, as of uh, December of 2008, uh, she was suddenly stricken, and within 50 days, she was gone. And, um, you know, that uh, really, at that time, I found that, at, you know, the, it, it's, the words are true of, of the Bible, is that, oh, death, where is thy sting? Is that I knew she was yeah. in heaven, and she is, uh, has been enjoying the presence of God, and that we'll all see each other again soon enough. However, in the meantime, uh, God also restores, and he's brought to me a wonderful, wonderful new companion, Mari Carmen. Uh, we were married two, year, two and a half years ago now, and Mari Carmen is just such a strong, strong Christian woman with so many talents, and uh, she's encouraged me and continues to just uh, take up that mantle and carry on so we can reach as many, as many as we can for the Lord. George Del Canto, as you may know, time trials are underway at the Indy 500, and we'll be following how Kingdom Motorsports and their IndyCar teams do in this year's race. But regardless of the outcome, George has already won his race. If you'd like to follow Kingdom Motorsports at this year's Indy 500, we'll put links at our website, firstpersoninterview.com. As you might expect, this is not just a racing team, but an evangelistic effort to reach at least a million men for Christ in this 2013 season. George says that his mission is to deliver God's word through motorsports, and I hope you join him in prayer. Once again, follow the links found at firstpersoninterview.com, and anytime you'd like to leave a comment, use our Facebook page. We're easily found at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Again, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Next weekend will be Memorial Day, and we have a special interview planned to help us all appreciate those who have sacrificed to grant us freedom and liberation. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard, inviting you to join us next time for First Person. 